0: About those fighters, I'll worry about the towers.
1: <laughs> Declan just fell off his stool. Welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast, episode 24. Uh, my name is Roger Heathers, and with me, as always, is
0: Declan Kitchener. Do not believe the lying liars lie, speaker of things untrue. I actually stayed perfectly on my stool, I just wobbled a bit on it.
1: And you just chose to play that really low, dissonant chord on the piano. Yeah. For no was, reason. It's art. It's art, Roger. <laughs> um, you know what I'd like to hear from you in the future? What? Um, I was thinking about this in the week. I'd love to hear. You know, your, for anyone who doesn't actually realise this, at the beginning of the show, Declan always starts the show with a Star Wars quote before we play the theme tune. And um, I want to hear some stuff from the, the sequel trilogy. Although you haven't really got too many choices at the moment. You've got The Force Awakens and you've got the trailer for The Last Jedi. Those are the things you can choose from. Well,
0: I can do Rogue One as well, but that's not really a sequel trilogy.
1: No, if anything, it's a prequel. But anyway, this isn't a Star Wars podcast. Welcome to the show. I wish it was sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets there sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah, sometimes we go off topic a lot.
1: Um, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, we are a songwriting podcast where we, uh, we give ourselves seven days to write uh, a song each bring it to the podcast, talk about it, break down how we wrote the songs. Um, And, yeah, uh, we kind of take it in terms of who goes first each week. Uh, And uh, last week we had Matt on from Majaro. That was good. That was good. Um, And uh, that week Matt went first and it was you. So, which means...
0: Uh, it's you who goes first I love the way you're trying to lead me into this like Join in the conversation deck then. come on have <laughs> got the microphones on for a reason
1: Well I, I, um, I listened to the show Last week when I was um, editing it And I was like, I texted you, I was like I'm talking way too much in this thing So I was like, this week I'm going to make a concerted effort To leave More gaps
0: Cool, in those gaps I'll drink coffee
1: <laughs> And go bop. <laughs> 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 we're um we're a bit goopy and gappy today, a bit crazy. We only, on the
0: just, sh- we only just woke up, I swear.
1: The thing is, I've had copious amounts of coffee <coughs> today. I have finished my coffee. I don't like when people say copious amounts of something. Really. Well,
0: you don't like it when you are yourself, then, because you just said copious. Yeah,
1: but sometimes I try. I I get nervous and I mimic other people's personalities to be comfortable. Um. Uh, okay, right, so uh, the song this week is called um, Billy's Courage Ooh And uh, I'm going to explain about it afterwards But I wrote this song in a kind of different way Than I normally right? Um, but I'll play it, then I'll explain it <laughs>
2: And God knows I can change Became allergic to the Kool-Aid You can stick that goddamn paper up your ass I never signed it anyway I'd love for you to see me at my age Hold me to my word I'm an affirmation-fueled testosterone machine Wide eyes in a wide world Oh, I can wait, oh, I can wait But I don't know how much longer I can wait for We walk away, we leave them talking Leave the broom against the door I'm making money, having sex, and starting arguments Who does he think he is? You know I never liked him anyway I guess he doesn't live here anymore I'm a newly
1: liberated slice of cherry pie
2: Wide eyes in a wide world Oh, I can change, yeah, I can change But I don't know how much longer I can change for Special forces intervene, special forces I still don't know what you mean But of course it's a long, long way From the genes I have Alcohol and suicide, depression and resentment I'm lucky to have made it out so clean I'm lucky to have made it out as me
1: Fucking hell, that's good. Thank you. Well, um, thank you. Um, I guess that's what you get from trying something new, which is what I did with this one. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty pleased with this one, to be honest, and I'm not saying it's like the greatest song in the world or anything like that, but... I am. (laughs) (laughs) But what I did get from this one is... I got a feeling with this song that I haven't had in a long time, and I've enjoyed the writing I've done recently, but with this one, I recorded a demo of it, and then I went for, like, a bike ride yesterday, and listened to the demo, like, on repeat, Uh, because I... It's almost like I got back to the essence of what I liked about recording my songs, like, that I had a recording of this thing I thought was cool, and I was, like, listening to it, I was like, I really like this, and I was just like, I haven't had that feeling in a long time, of just, like, I like what I've made here. Um and what I did here is I tried something new. Um uh the other day uh the song came from two places. The first one was um my little brother Dorian was playing um uh Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing on the uh, Xbox. And um there was this music playing in the background and uh he likes to tell me what the music is that's playing sometimes and he goes uh this one's called Billy's Courage. I was in the kitchen making coffee and I went what's it called? And he went, Billy's Courage. And I went, I'm stealing that. <laughs> and he's like eight. And he was like, what do you mean? And um, I said, um, I'm using it for a song. And he said, you can't use that for a song. That's, uh, that's on the game. And I said, well, that's just what I do. I steal things.
0: <laughs> and, and, uh, a kleptomaniac songwriter. Exactly. That would be a good name for an
1: album. It would, actually. Um, but So it came from there. And then I got the title. And all I had was the title. And I was like, Billy's Courage. And for me, that whole title just kind of like opens the door to a whole host of things it could be about, and then I went upstairs, and I went on YouTube, and in my recommended videos there was this um, video um, called, I've got this all in my notes here, it's called um, Five Songwriting Tools That Change Everything by Andrea Stolp, and I've never seen anything like this before, because not a lot of this stuff exists for songwriting, but Usually when you see songwriting tips on the internet, it's just like, it has to have a hook. It has to have a chorus, make sure it's catchy, kind of and you express yourself. If you're yourself.
0: getting stuck, go away and live your life for a few years.
1: Yeah, it's all the same stuff, like, every time. So, like, I was like, here we go, five songwriting things. And it was fantastic. And I'm not, I haven't... Because for, like, writers and artists and stuff, there's, like, all these tips and tricks on the internet. But for songwriting, for some reason, such an elusive art form that there's not too much out there. This is why we started our podcast. Yeah, exactly. And, um... I'm basically just ripping off what she said here. <coughs> so, sorry, Andrea, but great video, if you ever hear this. And, um, Send it to her. Send this podcast to her. I, I We should tweet it to her. Yeah. Um, and basically, I'll kind of condense down what she said here, because it's like a half an hour video, but she spoke about the benefits of variation and repetition, which is obviously things we know about in songwriting, but she really got to the the heart of it, and she said... You have to know about your strengths um, and uh, what makes my songs good, what makes your songs good. And you have to really try and, like, analyze, like, is it, like, that I'm quite introspective with my lyrics? Is it that I play at a certain tempo and I'm strong in that tempo? Is it the t- type of chords I use? And then try not to rest on those laurels, so really flip it on its head. So what I did for this song is I focused on opposites in a big, in a big way. So usually I'll play um, lower down the neck, I've got a cappa on the sixth fret today, um, usually I'll play lower, lower down the neck or on piano, I'll play it sort of, like... Like, that's my tempo, you like, know? Yeah, and it's sort of,
0: like, very Beatles-esque chords.
1: Yeah, Beatles-esque chords, open chords often. Even yeah. if they are sort of a bit diminished or subby or whatever like that, it's the same sort of tempo and, like, I kind of generally stick to the same... She she also like advocated looking at your phrasing and the shape of your melodies. And um a good example she used is that Avril Lavigne song where she goes, In the verse it's short, in the chorus it's long, and that variation really creates a good pop melody. So it's that one that goes, I'm standing in the dark, da da da, I'm waiting for the da-da-da-da. and then the chorus goes, It's a long cold night, da that song. And um, she said, try that variation. And she said, when you're trying to write and you have writer's block or whatever, do the opposite of what you normally do. And so I was like, okay, I normally play slow, so I'm just going to choose the tempo. I was like... I was like, that's my tempo. So,
0: Can I just say, I love that riff leather. I'm going to have to play this like six uh, frets down because I'm not capable. <laughs> Like it's not quite on four four, is it?
1: No, it's really weird. It's hard to play that because I was trying to tap my foot to keep I, time. I was, but I was I trying to tap it.
0: my foot along because I was enjoying the song, and I realised like, right, I'm going to stop on this bit and wait until you get back <laughs> into the verse.
1: There's a lot of like slow down bits, isn't there? Yeah. Um, just to kind of give me a breather more than anything. Um, yeah, I was I was pleased with that, but it's quite simple. It's obviously just a just a chromatic rundown over um, a quote-unquote A chord. An A shape, I should say. Um, And uh, so I was like, I chose my fast tempo and then I was like, I'm going to sing low. And also, something I tend to do is kind of like, I stretch my words out so they're a bit like this and I have long words in my verses and my choruses. So I was like, I'm going to play fast and I'm going to have fast lyrics that are like really choppy. Yeah. And... um, And so I did that and then I know I'm going on a little bit with this, but that's fine. This
0: is really interesting.
1: Thank you. And then the the last thing I I was like, usually, and you know, this about me. I'm very introspective and metaphor based. And, you know, I speak about my, how I feel, but in a sort of like clouded way. So with this time I was like, I'm kind of going to do it through a character, but it's about me. And I'm just going to be cocky and arrogant.
0: Yeah, I, n- I noticed this. Like um, you were saying, oh, I'm a liberated cherry pie. I'm starting out and doing sex. I'm opening doors and things like that. I was thinking,
1: hmm, not seen this side of Roger's <laughs> songwriting in a long time. Yeah, it's um, it was a really nice change. I think that's kind of why I had this demo on my phone. I listened to it and I was so excited about it because it, it this feels fresh for me, and I haven't had anything for me. At least for me as my own songwriter that's felt, like, exciting in a while. I've been pleased with what I've written, but this feels like new songwriting to me. Um, And I was like, I'm just going to throw everything that comes into my head. So I was like, um, the lyric I like the most was just so juvenile, but um, the one where I go, "Um, you can stick that goddamn paper up your ass. I never signed it it anyway. anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I love that line. Um, I just thought that really sums it up. and just, I mean, there's, like, some insecurity in the song, like... The way the chorus starts is hold me to my word. Like, I'm not necessarily so confident that I'm going to do all this stuff. But the whole idea of the song is, like, it's kind of about um, moving away, a fresh start, but seeing it through, like, this wildly optimistic lens of, like, things are going to be fucking great. Yeah. You know? And just, like, like, we're going to, like, you know everything we we're we trying to implement now is going to come into shape and fruition and we're just going to be more confident and everything we believe about ourselves is going to come true um so yeah just flipping things on the head and like doing like fast rather than slow and you know fast lyrics and the opposites was um was a nice change
0: i desperately want to hear you play this in a rock setting like have you on a electric guitar like sort of crunchy clean with the Kappa there have like a really dirty guitar like on the open strings maybe detuned a little bit and then like really tight rhythm section like I think that would sound amazing.
1: What would you picture it as like really fast beat or just like...
0: I'm just trying to figure your... Like a sort of two beat. Yeah, and then like change that when you go to the chorus, like hold me to my word, like pff, pff. yeah, pff,
3: pff. hold me to my word is
1: about like it's almost country but metal country.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> metal country. <laughs> um, I can I can certainly picture that. It's, when I was listening to the demo yesterday, I was like, because obviously it's an acoustic song now, but I was like, I can picture it being more gritty too. Mm. You know, it would be fun to do.
0: Like when you get Winter Tape Six together, do that song. Like, all right, I'm doing it. I, I can't tell you how much I like that song. Thank you. Like, if the next time you and I go out to like an open mic or songwriters' evening or anything, you're kind of gonna have to play that one because I would just be <laughs> shouting Billy's Courage from the audience up until you
1: do. <laughs> I thought you might like this one for a few reasons. I thought the it's lyric- faster, of course. It's faster, yeah, like it. it's more punky. Of course, <laughs> you're gonna like it. I love how I've become the punk one when I don't even listen to punk listen to Frank Turner, he's punk-ish.
0: Punk acoustic. Hmm. Oh, uh, what was, um, what inspired you to go like ultra slow on the outro section?
1: Um, <laughs> uh, variation, I suppose, because um, originally the um, outro section was just the same sort of rhythm, so it's like special forces intervene, special forces. I still don't know what you mean, but of course it's... So I just thought it'd be kind of like nice to go... Special forces intervene. You just, like, really half-time it.
0: Almost, almost like um, Derek and the Domino's Layla kind of thing. Like, you've done your fast, exciting rock song and now you have the outro where you can just breathe and slow dance.
1: Well, I can't remember the outro to that song.
0: Uh, it's uh, a bit where, like, a, a slide guitar all happens.
1: Oh, I haven't heard it in ages. But um, it's certainly that same idea, um, just to slow down. I mean, also, it's just, like, it's quite a hard...
0: Yeah, I was looking at your hand, and, like, thinking, like, Jesus, you're doing that quite quickly and quite well. Mm. Please don't mess up.
1: <laughs> well, I, I had to practice it, like... I didn't practice it all in one go, but once I'd written it, I was like, to play this on the podcast, I'm going to need to, like, practice it for, like, ten minutes here and then do the other stuff ten minutes, like, three hours later and just keep on practicing until, like, my muscle memory gets good at playing it because it's, it's a tricky one to play, but it's fun. And also, why like, because it's so fast, once by the time I get to, like, the the dirty lyrics, um, (laughs) dirty lyrics, um, it's, I'm having so much fun playing it.
0: Yeah, that you sort of don't care about, uh, like,
1: you know, sort of what may or may not be in the lyrics. Yeah, exactly. And then also by the time you get to that sort of chorus thing, it becomes easier to play and it's like, I don't know if you have any songs like this in in your repertoire, but when you reach any easier part of the song the rest of the song becomes easier to play too yeah and you just feel like okay I've made it and then you can just carry on
0: well it's like once I it's like end of the line when I do that live once I've got up to the point of um we haven't reached the end of the line but we're on our way once I've sung that right everything else is piece of
1: piss yes yeah because then you've got that is it the high note that is the issue we haven't
3: reached the end of the line but we're on our way
0: my voice is not doing well today Mm. but it's just getting that right once that's done everything else just feels easy
1: yes it's almost like a psychological thing where like that's why I often play Captain Lieber as the first song on my set because I'm just confident playing it and then it's like from then on my confidence is boosted whereas if you play something that's really difficult to play at first and then it goes slightly wrong you're just like oh no and then (laughs) your adrenaline gets going but you can relax when you're confident
0: I mean, this is why every single band ever starts with, like, this one of th- one or two or three songs, but it will always be one of those, as opposed to all of the other songs they've written, because they're just nice and easy openers. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, when Queen used to open with Tie Your Mother Down. Like... <laughs> high energy, like, opening number, like, I think Finn Lizzy used to open with Jailbreak a lot, which, you know, that's a nice, simple song, very high energy, but, yeah. you know. It's kind of interesting part of like set structuring. You one of the good bits of advice is start with your best song and end with your
1: second best. I've never heard that before, but it certainly makes sense. I think of it in terms of like albums too. Like people often start with like a great opener, yeah. just to obviously to draw people in. Um, I've heard this um, this theory about sequencing as well that you should start strong, and then your second song should be even stronger and then your third song should be like an acoustic song or like a less, you know, bombastic song, mm. which I like the idea that I've kind of stuck to that um, for, for my own albums um, so far.
0: So you always think of it as like two 20 minute shows.
1: An album? Yeah. Well, like each side is part of the show.
0: Yeah. So ah. like each side can have a distinct flavour, like uh, again, being a Queen fan. This really plays up in their early albums but like on Queen 2 you have the black side and the white side where the uh, white side is all Brian May's stuff Mm. and the black side is all Freddie Mercury's stuff
1: Oh, I didn't know that Yeah,
0: so apart from one song on the white side which is a Roger Taylor song Brian May writes one side and Freddie Mercury writes another Mm. Uh, And then like my favourite side of music is Sheer Heart Attack uh, side 2 just because of the beautiful progression in that
1: it is a great side of music. Yeah, and then
0: same thing for things like Night at the Opera, where you're a bit more whimsical at the start, and then when you turn over the disc, it's stuff like uh, Prophet's Song and Love of My Life and things like that.
1: Oh, that's why it's my and favorite Bohemian Queen Rhapsody. album. Yeah. I mean, what any side of music that has um, Bohemian Rhapsody on it is just excellent.
0: Yeah.
1: But that, it's great, isn't it? It's like um, Sgt. Pepper does that really nicely as well. Like, there's definitely moods that change along along the album
0: yeah because like it starts off being really energetic live show and then when you get to uh within you without you Mm. that's the point where it starts taking a bit of a darker turn and you start going into weirder territory yeah even on stuff like a benefit of mr kite you start to get a hint of that but it starts off being like a really fun jolly sing around
1: yeah exactly So uh, that's my song for this week. Um, I guess we'll move on to you, Declan. Do we have to? We do have to. Oh, good. Or else the podcast would be 50% incomplete. I can live with that.
0: <laughs> I'm not so professional as to uh, let something like that stand in my way. Right. This is a song I wrote in a week for the podcast, which is called the Weekly Song Podcast. Um, it's called Ghost in the Sheets. And... Uh, Jesus Christ, that's a pretentious title. Final <laughs> picket. Uh, it goes like this.
1: that yeah that is one cool bass line thank you
0: I should be a bassist I just write nice bass lines
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's two weeks in a row now where you've had some kind of nice bass thing going on last week you wrote on the bass this week you got the good bass line I really like that I think it's um just a really strong concise song and the meaning comes across really easily which I think is a a good thing yeah it's
0: kind of a weird thing to write about like um because uh like I'm pretty sure everyone's had this at some point in their life, where like you're out of a relationship and you're um, like you've been single for a while, and you just sit in bed and you think, "What I'd give just to have like someone in this bed with uh, me, like not doing anything, just like being." Just there.
1: have them in the bed.
0: Yeah, just like have an arm around you or like uh, just feel their breath or something like that.
1: Yeah, I I can certainly I think everyone can relate to that. You kind of like you you almost like shift over in the bed and then you imagine that that space is filled by someone. Yeah. Um, I can, yeah, I can relate to that.
0: Like, um, I just had that really strong the previous week. I don't know why, maybe I'm just a lonely old git. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's more or less just what it was about. And like, just uh, like the whole thing in the second verse, like, um, look, you know, this is just fantasy. Like, you know, if I do meet someone, it's not going to be like that. You know, it might just be nice and easy, but, you know, why? I've, you know, why I've got the option to dream, mm. I might as well.
1: Yeah, it's funny. It's almost like the dreaming is nicer in a way.
0: Yeah. Like I'd, I'd like to be in a relationship and everything. I, I really would like to share a bed with someone at some point. But, <laughs> you know, as would we all. But, um, like, given the choice between just being miserable in my bed and just, like, you know, having the ghost in the sheet. You know, the ghost is nice every now and again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like that because I was like, when you said this song was called uh, Ghost in the Sheet. Ghost in the Sheets, yeah. Plural, sorry, yeah. I was like, what's this going to be about? I kind of like had some kind of inkling and then, but the thing is the title becomes so clear. Um, I just think it's a good piece of pop writing. I really do. Yeah, thank you. I can picture it being on, I don't know who, what kind of album like. I'm trying to think what band it's like. But that bass line is so angular, like I can really picture there being like a really a good tight drummer behind it, like really kind of accenting the, those bass accents.
0: Well, it' funny funnily enough, like um the whole sort of thing for the like constant chord and the bass line. Mm. We were talking about night of the opera earlier. Like I, it was just from Death and Two Legs, like the same oh. kind of idea, like the
1: That's, um, I can certainly see the similarity though. Yeah. Like, um, and like the
0: whole, like, it's very much like, it's just me trying to be Freddie Mercury on piano and <laughs> failing. Like, he's a of shadow, and a so that sort of tempo comes from that.
1: I can see that. I can see the Freddie influence now you say, because he's got that very staccato right hand, that boop. Yeah, with like a couple of chords.
0: Yeah, it's, he's a very odd pianist, and like uh, a lot of his stuff happens in the left hand. I think. Like uh, in Bohemian Rhapsody, there is a piano under that. Like uh, he had to play it like that, but his intention was to do.
1: Ah. Yeah. Since I, the, it's I... A,
0: it's a piano riff. It's not a guitar riff.
1: You can kind of see it when it's actually played on the piano, because when you try and play on guitar, it's um, it's, a m- it's a weird shape. It's an,
0: Yeah, it's an E-flat, which um, is awkward to play.
1: Luckily, they have Brian May in the band.
0: Yes, well, so.
1: luckily.
0: <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I like, can... I don't know what else there is to say about it, really. Like, apart from, like, the, I find you in time, I find you in time, but... Like, Just like I thought well That's wouldn't it be nice. nice to go off somewhere and not necessarily resolve to a chorus like um almost like an outro
1: cool. there's not really a chorus is there
0: there is like oh. um, which is
1: the come once if I can only get you into my it's cool though because it's like it's not like hey the chorus is happening it's almost just like a a section that I don't know how to describe this but like sometimes some a chorus will be like Almost half of what a chorus normally is. And that's kind of a good thing.
0: Yeah, this is a short song. A very short song.
1: Yeah, mine too. I think mine comes in at like 2 minutes 30. Yeah, yours feels longer though. Which is Maybe cool. because the lyrics are fast. Maybe, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um What were you just talking about? The know. chorus, yeah. yeah. I like it when a chorus kind of, like, it ramps up and just when you realise it's a chorus, it cuts away again and you're at the verse. Or, like, the the riff, the main riff again. I think that's a cool little touch.
0: Yeah. I wish I did that more.
1: But, no, that's a really cool song. I think that's actually... When we do the round-up of, um, you know, we have a look back at what the best songs are. That's going to be one of my favourites of yours. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I reckon we got a good pod there. We could wrap up if you want. So that...
0: <laughs> there we go bye <laughs> <laughs> so that so that <laughs> so that's it for the weekly song podcast this week cheers for listening uh, if you wanted to get in contact with us at all uh, maybe you like asked to be on the show or send us in stuff you've written or just send us mean comments about how much we suck as songwriters uh, send your words to uh, weekly song at gmail.com that's right yes also where can they find you and other associated things that you do?
1: Uh, you can find me uh, at rogerheathers.com. Uh, you can search for me on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, Roger Heathers. Um, can they find you anywhere, Declan? No. Okay. <laughs> 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 I keep my identity
0: well hidden.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so um, also, uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, if you will. Come on, you enjoy the show, right? You got this far into it, you must be enjoying it.
0: Either that or you just can't be bothered to turn us off, and we're literally the personifications of your devil.
1: The personifications of your devil? That's a nice bit of language. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I guess thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I think this is the last one of this run, isn't it?
0: In terms oh, is of it? writing songs, yeah. But we will be back next week to just have a sort of roundup and a bit of a discussion about various things that we have done in the past seven weeks.
1: Yes. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back with the roundup, Uh and then you'll be hearing us again around August time, but we'll give you a proper date when we know.
0: Yeah, we'll try and let you know next week, or roughly, when we're coming
1: back. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week. All
3: right. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.